All right, friends, Ben Wager from Swan Leap here. We are beginning a new series of checking out different old fashions around the Madison area. Uh, we're gonna dive into what is a Wisconsin old fashioned. Uh, we are kicking off the series here at the Jade Monkey. I can't wait for you to check this out with me. Let's see what we can find. Ben Wager from Swan Leap. We have gathered once again to enjoy a Wisconsin old fashioned or a Wisco fashion, if you will. Um, this is a brandy old fashioned sweet. Um, we dove way into what that means and far more than you ever wanted to know about the history of old fashions in the last episode. So check that out if you need clarity um, on just what Corbell is doing for us in Wisconsin. Uh, but you may also notice that we've got a different face this week. Um, with me is Brianna Ilene from the Wisconsin Council of Churches, also kind of a bit of a unique um, organization for us to be uh, connecting with today, but we're going to bring this all back around the supply chain um, as well. Throughout this series, we're just dropping into cool places where you can grab an old-fashioned around Madison and having conversations. And so we're going to talk a little bit about um, what uh, WCC is doing around the state, as well as um, how that um, is becoming a conversation of supply chain, even for the Wisconsin Council of Churches. So, Brianna, um, please just share kind of your role and, and what you do with, with and, and what WCC does at large. Yeah, my name is Reverend Brianna Ilene. I've got a that fancy part. title. <laughs> um, I am the Content Curation and Ecumenical Innovation Coordinator, which is a very long title, but it means I get to do a lot of work of helping the church figure out what is happening in the world and where it can step in to help out. Um, and so sometimes that looks like me coming on random podcasts, drinking old fashions. And Sometimes. talking about supply chain. Yeah, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Speaking of old fashions, um, it's my understanding that you've never had an old fashioned before. So is, is this your first old fashioned? This is my second old fashioned. When did you have your first old fashioned? With you, Ben. Oh, right. I don't know if I should admit this, like the second old fashioned I've ever drank in my life. This is our second time filming this particular episode. I will say um, the first time they were really good, so I was a little excited when Ben said, hey, we need to refilm this. Well, and you were hesitant, though, going at like I was. You were like, I've never I don't, had one, like, I, I don't, think said, I I don't like want those bitters. That yeah. sounds gross. I'm a beer girl. What can I say? Still good. As good as you remember? Still good, yep. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of, um, Ryan here at the Jade Monkey is, um, he's, he's strong with the simple syrup, and then you've got the, what is it, Sprite? I'm looking. I'm looking at Jimmy. Like no uh, idea. Sprite on top. Two. Um, <laughs> Ever. And uh, but we're we're a little light on whatever the orange and cherries, the the treats. The treats. I believe Jimmy calls them. We're a little. No, that would be me. <laughs> the treats. The treats. <laughs> the 
Brianna said that. Oh, that was you? That was me. I really like treats in my drink. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it fun. <laughs> it, um, I'm like looking at you waiting for you to give the line, Jimmy. It wasn't your line. Oh. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so like, although I remember last time we filmed this, we also had the little swords with the fruits. I was say, wasn't the, there cherry? Yeah. They must be out. And supply chain? Yeah, and Maybe? what what yeah, probably. <laughs> and what I remember is you going, Oh look, there's treats. <laughs> and I had never heard that um, said quite that way before, but we're having drinks with treats in them, also known as oranges and cherries. Now And fun. Enjoy. Yeah. So far on this adventure I've not had a Luxardo cherry in any of my old fashions. And I am I'm a little disappointed about that. You're in, you're in search. Mm -hmm. What is a Luxardo cherry for the uninitiated? <laughs> this is like not even an old-fashioned thing. Oh, Brianna. You don't know what a, the Luxardo cherry is I like. I feel like I'm like making myself look really bad in my lack of knowledge like as a Wisconsinite. You are like a pure Wisconsinite and... I know, um, I'm sorry. I usually drink beer. That's more my jam. That's, I mean, that's pretty Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about cheese? Of course. Okay, all right. Then you're We're fine. Good. Okay. You're fine. Brats? <laughs> Duh. Okay. So, Sauerkraut on the brat? Yes, please. <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> makes you happy. So, like, with the, um, the Luxardo cherries, they're, like, the littler ones, and they're dark. They're, like, a dark purple, red color. And they come in a little jar like this. It's like 20 bucks for a little jar of cherries. And there's like, the syrup is really syrupy. And they're just, if you come over for dinner tonight, I have some at the house. So there we, go. we can, I can introduce you to Luxardo cherries as we eat chili because it's snowing outside. And I'm not yay, prepared Wisconsin. for that. Yay, Wisconsin. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, Wisconsin Council of Churches, you guys are working, I mean, you work on a lot of really diverse projects, um, ecumenical, So we've got broad. 21 member denominations, so 21 kind of brands of churches, you might say, who okay. come together to say, what can we do to help the world? And we do everything from helping churches um, care for their pastors, helping communities respond um, to needs, We've been doing a lot of work um, on anti-racism, and specifically the thing that we're talking about today is responding to the um, Afghan refugee crisis. So are you all focused just on initiatives within Wisconsin? Yes. Okay. Because the world is complex and large, yeah. and there's a lot of work to do hey, here in Wisconsin. <laughs> I, there's nothing I love more than when a nonprofit knows their their mission, right? And like this is our space and we're gonna live into it. And you know, I think that's super important. Um, so yeah, so we, most of us by now have seen the news of you know, the United States pulling out of Afghanistan and all of the refugees that that has created. Um, and these are, I mean, from, and I'm just speaking what I see in the news, of course, I want you to tell me what you're seeing firsthand, um, but everything from individuals to large families, um, multi-generational even, uh, and just folks that literally have been uprooted from their entire lives and dropped off in Wisconsin yeah. with nothing. Is right. that, I mean, is that so fair? There are 13,000 refugees, and the number is going down, but 
13,000 is kind of the official number. Um, uh, people up at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. 13,000 in Wisconsin at yes. Fort McCoy. Wow. Yes. Um, and I think I saw somewhere about 49,000 people at various bases around the U.S. who will then be resettled around the U.S. And we'll probably get about 900 people here in Wisconsin. Okay. So, like, what are they? They're at Fort McCoy, which is a army an army, army base. base. Correct. Um, do you, like? Can you share a little bit about like why why Fort McCoy? Kind of how do you know like why they dropped all these people off in Wisconsin? Well, part of it is when you think about. I've been learning a lot about refugee resettlement. Um, there's typically three phases of kind of life as a refugee. You have your pre-migration stage, when you are in your country and you are looking around and you're saying, oh my goodness, this is not safe. Which for most of these people was like a matter of hours, right? right. Like well, this was... there was some talk that this okay. was coming, okay. but there, it had been thought that this would happen over 18 months, and instead of 18 months, it was like 48 hours. So is it a specific group, and, and we'll come back to that larger thought, is it a specific like group of people that within Afghanistan that have been extricated or it's a lot of folks I know who've worked with um, the US military okay. um, I think also I know there was a lot of um, young women who were in college and kind of their families and their connections is what I understand okay so people who are more associated with the democratic societal movement Correct. that would be Correct. in danger for their connections right. if they remained. Okay. Yeah, it is not safe to say they had they had to get out and they had to get out now. So there's kind of a pre-migration stage. People said it's not safe, it is time to go. Typically in the refugee movement, um, people travel to another country. It's called an in-transit stage. And that's typically somewhere outside the United States. It's often a nearby country where they say, okay, we've got to get out. And that's where, when we hear about refugee camps, that's what's happening in that stage. People often spend years in this transit stage. And then eventually they go through applications and vetting and all kinds of stuff and then are accepted as refugees to the United States and get on a plane and fly here and are resettled in a permanent home. But that takes years. And this all happened almost overnight. And so it's um, up on the military bases is kind of this in-transit stage because you can't just take people from Afghanistan and say, all right, here's a house. We don't have enough houses for right. 49,000 people. Yeah. So there's this transitional stage happening and then people are slowly being resettled around the country. So those 13,000 folks what percentage of those will stay in Wisconsin? 900 people. I'm Nine. not good at math, so. Okay, so like 900 people, but that could be like 500 families? Or is it 900 it's probably, family It's units? 900 people, but many of these families are very large. So okay. it's probably a smaller number of families. Okay. So, um, and one of the statistics that strikes me at Fort McCoy is almost um, 40 to 50% of the people up there are children. Wow. Wow. And then, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, keep... Another statistic yeah. that like caught me was we were talking about this because I think we don't realize how many people that is. You say 13,000, you're like, oh yeah, that's a lot of people. That is larger than many towns in Wisconsin. And so what that looks like, for example, is there are 30 babies a month being born up at Fort McCoy. 
That's like a whole new take on COVID babies, Jimmy. As an aside, early in the pandemic, um, Jimmy, our sales and marketing manager, was sending a test email, and sometimes we like to put in funny subject lines, and as we're sending those test emails to each other, and he put in uh, how to prevent COVID babies, is that right? Um, and then forgot to change it before we sent that to our some 30,000 um, folks on the mailing list at that time. It happens. It was our and is our highest open rate email ever. So I have no no qualms about it. Um, it was it was pretty funny. He was so many shades of red, um, but it it was you know. We all make mistakes. Lar I mean, I think mistakes a big word. I I, I think it was a providential stroke um, of genius. Yeah, exactly. Like, like let the creativity go. Get people to open the emails. <laughs> they opened it. So anyways, COVID babies. So th 30 babies being born a... A month. A month. Okay, I was like a day there for a second, but that's... That's, that's what, even more. <laughs> we're at 20,000 people at Fort McCoy now. Um, yeah, and I, when I grabbed my phone, I was looking, like I was trying to give some sort of like Wisconsin frame of reference for 13,000 people. And Lambeau Field holds like 80,000 so maybe not a good well 25% i mean it's yeah. a big stadium so 20 we're talking 25% of lambo field is i was in mount horeb last week and i shared with them i said it's like twice the size of your town yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i like i've been to lambo a handful of times and it's i mean cuz you're the the upper de i mean you stand at the top there and it i'm you've been there Jim. i mean standing on that rooftop is a big old field um so 25 percent of that is a lot a lot of people i think that's a, a context that my wisconsin friends can maybe grasp a hold of but um two mount horribs two mount horribs nobody needs two mount horribs um sorry mount horrib um wow so what are the like what are the challenges that those folks are i mean other than everything. Um, what are the challenges that you all are really kind of focusing on and trying to help with? So one of the things we've been looking at is volunteering. You, and you better oh, drink. Oh, you're sorry. Gonna, I'm gonna. falling down on the job here. Um, we've been looking at um, volunteer needs. When you've got that many people, there are huge volunteer needs. There are huge donation needs. Um, and one of the ways that we've been able to step in as the Council of Churches, as people who've got network, a network all over the state, is to say, how can we help feed some volunteers in? Um, there's kids that need to be played with. People need to play soccer. Like, they want to play soccer. They're, they've just come through a lot. And so how can we help kind of create some some warm welcome to Wisconsin? Yeah, some normalcy. Yeah, some, as close know, as you can get. Yeah, like, just the, being able to fill in those replicable things that are a part of life, right. like playing soccer. Um, We've also been looking at once families start to be resettled, think about 900 people. You were guessing at that. I have no idea how many household that's, households that is, maybe 100, 200 households. But you think about like that means you need 200 rice cookers. You need 900 beds. You need all the things that go in a house and yeah. then this is where we start to get into supply chain stuff right because that's um, uh, yeah you think about because you would want to secure all of that stuff before you start 
dispersing folks, you don't want to wait until it's time to try and source that, because I'm sure you all are looking at donations and right. things like that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there was a day that we were talking to a partner, and he said, he was someone who was trying to help meet the needs up at Fort McCoy, and said, hey, like, I'm trying to buy Vaseline for moisturizing, and how do I, how do I do, like, I go on Amazon. Right. And yeah. I can get like 10 bottles, but I need a pallet. Right. What do, do I, I do? How do I buy palletized quantities of any sort of product that, right. you know, we all need to, wow. And I'm sure too with winter coming, that's quite a different, right. I'm guessing these folks didn't show up with mittens. Well, they, they didn't even show up, they showed up often with the clothes on their backs. Yeah. Or back to those 30 babies a month, how many diapers? Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> a lot of diapers. I've got a one-year-old. I go through a lot of diapers. I can't imagine yeah. how many diapers. Now, you were like on the cloth diaper train there. For a month. For a month. <laughs> I, I, I respect that. <laughs> I, I'm proud of you for making it that long. You say, that's a lot of diapers out of landfill a month. Right. But holy cow. Yeah, that's, I... I'm trying to think how many diapers of like in the first six months like a kid's going through a day. I mean, it's at least four to five, at least like often more. Wait, four to five diapers in a day. I hope a lot. Usually a lot more. Sometimes it feels like four to five, like every couple well, hours. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. It's been a while since. Uh... Yeah, that first six weeks. Yeah, it's like every hour. You're yeah. just constantly. Because they're so little, so their diapers are so little, so they just don't hold that much. But once they get a little bit bigger, then, oh, I'm having a little flashback. Sorry. We know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we had formula babies, and that's a whole different level of woof. Diapering. Yeah, this is really relevant content, so I, I'm glad we're talking about my children's poop. <laughs> poopy diapers um, but yeah a lot of diapers I'm sure there are some babies needing formula or, or supplements Clothing. And of course, there was yeah. there was a point I know that um, Wisconsin's a generous place and there had been just an outpouring of donations that people had donated up to Fort McCoy there's a whole sorting center to mm. logistically do all that and I remember talking to some of the folks who were up there and they said we have all these clothes but the reality is is it's 50% children. We need toddlers' clothes. Yeah. And so, like, it was even some supply chain stuff going on there of, like, how do we make sure we get what we need? Right. Not just not just clothes, but specific clothes. Yeah, which I feel like is the challenge of a lot of nonprofits that serve marginalized populations. Is like, thanks for the, you know, thanks for the high heels, not really, you know, what we need, or thanks for the extra, extra large winter jacket. Or, or, when many people are very small. Right, right. Ugh. Now, yeah, and they arrived when? End of August, so, early September. So, I can't quite remember. So, end of summer they arrived. Right. Now they're going to need a whole new wardrobe. Right. Because winter is coming. It's here. We Let's mourn. be honest. It's, we mourn. It's here. <laughs> uh, we do mourn. Um, wow, so... This is a very like broad reaching, I mean, a lot of needs, a lot of coordination. 
you all, I'm sure, are working with some government agencies, working with some, a lot of other nonprofits, right. and even individuals trying to be involved. I um, have learned so much about system navigation and yeah. had to draw whiteboards to figure out who was doing what because there's just so many people doing so many things. Yeah, and a lot it's of so complex parts. and changes all the time. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up here, I want to just kind of throw it to you. You know, you've got an audience here. I, I, what would you like them to know? Anything that I didn't ask? What do you need? How can people help? Is there something folks can do? Is there something businesses can do? Um, take the floor and just tell them what you want them to hear. Yeah, I know that there is some conversation about needing a warehouse in Wisconsin when we've got okay. all these emergent needs. Um, there's donations coming in, but what do you do with a semi-load full of, full of mattresses when you need to disperse them? And so there's some, an ask for a warehouse. And, then, and where would be a good location for that warehouse? Um, Madison, Milwaukee, Appleton, Green Bay. They kind of okay. were looking all over and possibly multiple ones um, because people will be resettled all over the state. Sure. Um, and then also just the reality is money. There are, th there are needs that pop up. There are staffing needs. There are donation needs. And the more money we have, the more people we can help. And so um, if you go on wichurches.org, we have on there, you can either donate to some of the work we're doing. We also do try to keep a list up of, of specific items that are needed because it's always changing. Um, but at wichurches.org, we try to keep that there and keep people abreast of what's happening. And we'll put that on the screen here, little. nice and pretty for, for folks. <laughs> and so if they go to WI Churches, they can know who to contact, they can Correct. know what the needs are and how to get involved. Yep, just look for um, helping Afghan refugees. All right, and if you're in Wisconsin and you've got extra warehouse space, um, which a lot of people do right now because product's not coming in as, as quickly, we're, we're you know getting a little leaner um, in, in warehouse, um, in stocking product by nature of the reality of talking's hard. Um, <laughs> There's too a many, lot. Of, too many old-fashioned. Not, not enough. Um, I would also like to point out that we're here at like three o'clock in the afternoon, thinking it would be chilling here, and I'm it's sure y'all are pretty picking empty, up. actually. Like, yeah, okay, it's like two people, but holy cow, they're having a good time. Um, but so, if you've got warehouse space, which a lot of people have some extra space right now due to just slowdowns in the supply chain and having you know more open space because they're not able to get their own goods in. Um, if you've got warehouse space. I want to hear from you, um, or, I mean, no. or just go straight to WI Churches. <laughs> but you know, if you're if you're a client or you know someone that I have a relationship with, and you've got warehouse space, do good. Love How's it. that? Exactly. Was that good? Right. <laughs> that is our goal in the world. Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming and hanging out with for me. Sure. Um, stay tuned. We're going to be looking for another place to drink another old-fashioned really soon. So. Stop by the Jade Monkey, come say hi to Ryan behind the bar, and tell him Ben sent you. Maybe don't. I don't know. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>